Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Marlena Dietrich, Fred McMurray. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Tonight, we bring you Marlena Dietrich and Fred McMurray in one of the most amusing stories ever screened, Desire. This is Marlena's first radio appearance of the year, marking another Gulf Theater first. The Gulf Theater is the only theater that can bring you all your favorite stars, ladies and gentlemen, because in return for their performances, Gulf contributes generously to the Motion Picture Relief Fund, which, as you know, is providing a home for the many unfortunate people in all branches of the picture industry who can no longer provide for themselves. That burst of applause is for our two stars who just entered from the wings. Frank Tours is ready to conduct Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra in the opening theme of Desire, in which Marlena Dietrich plays the role of Madeline and Fred McMurray plays Tom. I play the part of Dr. Henderson. Downbeat, Frank, and the show is on. starts in the exclusive shop of Henry Duval, the jeweler. The great Duval himself is showing pearl necklaces to a strange woman, a woman he's never seen before, a silky voice, beautiful woman, strikingly great. This is the finest ring of pearls in America. It is a celebrated Eldridge necklace. Hmm. They are exactly what I've been looking for, Mr. Duval. I believe I have not had the pleasure of serving before uh, Mrs. Henderson. Not Mrs. Whitford Henderson. Yes. You know the name? But who doesn't know it? The great Dr. Henderson, the, the famous nerve specialist? How much is the necklace? Only $200,000, madame. Most reasonable, Mr. Duval. If you will bring it to Dr. Henderson's office at 6 o'clock, he'll give you the check. Thank you, madame. I will be there at 6 o'clock sharp. It will be a great pleasure to meet the great Dr. great nerve specialist, Dr. Henderson, is visited at his office by a woman he's never seen before. A silky voice, beautiful woman, strikingly dressed. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. Please sit down, Mrs. Uh, uh, Mrs. Duval. Not Mrs. Henry Duval. Yes, Dr. Henderson. You know the name? Well, who hasn't heard the name of the great jeweler, Henry Duval? It is about Henry that I've come to you, Dr. Henderson. Oh, Dr. It is dreadful. There, there, Mrs. Duval. I'm sure I can help you. Now tell me all about it. Well, Doctor, for the past few weeks, Henry has been having, uh, I suppose you'd call them, hallucinations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you describe them? Well, he sometimes imagines he's a schoolgirl running away from school. Mm -hmm. 
And he's given up pajamas and taken to wearing nightgowns. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like it either. Oh, it all seems so hopeless. Not at all, not at all. We'll have him out of his nightgowns and into his pajamas in no time. I asked him to meet me here at six o'clock. I thought it would be less trying for him to see you after your office hours. No people about, you know. Yes, of course. And one other thing. Yes? Don't be surprised if he presents you with a bill. He does it everywhere. And to people he never even met before. It's so embarrassing. You just leave that to me. Perhaps I'd better wait for him outside in your waiting room. Certainly, Mrs. DeValle. You just let me know when you... Good evening, Mr. Duval. You're right on time. I try to be prompt, Mrs. Henderson. The doctor's in his office. He'll see you in a moment. Thank you. You, uh, brought the pearls? Of course. May I see them once more? Oh, with pleasure. Oh, it is a beautiful necklace, isn't it? I can't wait to put it on. May I? Oh, allow me. Well, very beautiful. A perfect setting for perfect pearls. Thank you. And now, shall we see my husband? Oh, certainly. May we come in? Come in. May I introduce Dr. Henderson, Mr. Duval? How do you do? Child. Perhaps I'd better leave you two gentlemen alone for a while. Perhaps it would be better. I'm sure it'll be. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Please be seated, Mr. Duval. Uh, Henry Duval, right? Uh, just make it out to Duval and Company. Duval and Company? Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, here is the bill. Uh, $200,000. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. Duval, how do you sleep? How do I sleep? Oh, fine, fine. <laughs> and you? Oh, fine, fine, thank you. <laughs> Which side do you sleep on, your left? Uh, no, no. Your right? Uh, no. On your back? No. Oh, really, Doctor, I, I can't see what difference... I'm very sorry, but you must answer my questions clearly. Now, which side do you sleep on? I sleep on my stomach. Uh -huh. Why don't you like pajamas? Pajamas? Pajamas! Uh, if you just give me my check and let me go... Why please? do you want $200,000? For the pearls I just gave your wife. Now, listen to me. You didn't give any pearls to my wife. I haven't got a wife. You're crazy. Where do you buy your nightgowns? Nightgowns? I never bought a nightgown in my life. I, I'm a bachelor. And that beautiful woman who just left this room, who is she? She's your wife. Oh, no, she's your wife. I tell you, she's your wife. 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 Better slow down a little, Madeline. We don't want to get picked off by some speed cop. Why are you so nervous, Olga? Well, you've been at this game as long as I have. You'll know enough to be nervous. If we get caught, we'll get five years. No, seven. I looked it up. But don't worry, nothing's gone wrong so far. I've got the pearls and we're headed for Mexico. Yes, but it's still a long way to the border. Where are the pearls? Right here in my purse. I wish they were safe in Carlos' pocket in Mexico City. The swine. There he sits and we take all the risk. Oh, stop worrying, Olga. I'm going to pass that blue roadster. Oh, dear. My horn is stuck. Hey, stop honking. If you want to pass me, pass me. My horn is stuck. Oh, well, uh, stop. I'll fix it for you. Can you fix it? Oh, sure. I'm an automobile designer. Can you fix it? He said he could. Well, hurry up. It's killing 
me. I'll have it in a minute. Leave him alone, Olga. He's driving me nuts. There you are. It's very simple. <laughs> I mean, there you are. It's very simple. Thank you. I don't know what we'd have done. Oh, don't mention it. It was a pleasure. Uh, very annoying, these horns, aren't they? Noisy and... Uh, well, uh, my name's Tom Bradley. Thank you. You're very kind. Oh, not at all. You going south, Miss? Uh, we are not certain. Neither am I. You know, I was just thinking, your, your horn might get stuck again any minute, and I, uh, well, it might be sort of a good idea if I apologize. Oh, no. Well, I mean just to uh, take care of your horn. Oh, no, 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 please. I wouldn't think of taking you out of your way. Oh, it wouldn't be taking me out of my way. You see, I'm on a vacation. I don't care where I go. That's fine. We happen to be going the other way. Thank you again, and goodbye. Oh, well, wait a minute. Goodbye. Lovely, lovely, lovely. South of the border, down Mexico way. I'll bet that's right. That Mr. Bradley is still following us, Olga. He's been right behind us all the way from Dallas. He's got a gleam in his eye that would start a three-alarm fire. He is rather attractive, though, don't you think? No, I don't. Got more crust than a loaf of fresh bread. Well, we'll probably lose him when we get across the border and into Mexico. That lineup of cars ahead must be the customs place. Do you think it would be a good place to leave the necklace in my purse? Sure. They only give things a quick once over at the Mexico border. Hey, better slow up. That customs officer's flagging us down. All right. Leave in line, please. Pull up close behind this other car for inspection. Hey, this don't look so hard. Ask him what goes on. Officer? Yes, miss? Will we be delayed long? That all depends, miss. Have all luggage open and ready for inspection, please. I don't like the way he said that. Neither do I. We have been told to look for something. And ten to one, it's the necklace. We've got to get it out of your purse and plant it somewhere. Olga, take the wheel. Huh? I've got an idea. It's our only chance. Wait. Where are you going? Mr. Bradley just drove us behind us in the blue roadster. I'm going to ride with him. I don't get it. They're looking for a girl in a pearl necklace. Well, when they search me, I won't have the necklace. Why don't you? Because I'm slipping it into Mr. Bradley's coat pocket. Hey, that's taking an awful long chance. Don't worry. After we're safe across the border, I'll pick his pocket and get it back. I'll meet you in Mexico City, and I'll have the necklace. You better have it. Carlos wants this necklace bad. I'm afraid he won't appreciate any slip-up. Look out. Here comes Mr. Bradley. I'll see you in Mexico City. Uh, hello there. Oh, are you getting out? Allow me. Thank you. There we are. Say, you're more than I expected. You know, this is the first time I've seen you late. I mean, this is the first time I've seen you standing up. <laughs> it does feel good to walk about a bit. Yes, it does, doesn't it? The uh, heat's really bracing, don't you think? <laughs> you're very charming, Mr. Bradley. Oh, do you think so? <laughs> you uh, want to know something? Yes. I don't know your name. Madeleine Beaupre. Well, pleased to meet you. I, I mean, really meet you. Just wait for examinations, please. Your next, miss. Thank you, officer. Oh! Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Bradley. I stumbled. Oh, there's nothing to be sorry about. Did I hurt you? Hurt me? You were bumping into me, hurt me? Oh, it was wonderful. <laughs> You're so kind and understanding. Oh, well, thanks. And so strong. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a wonderful idea. 
But I don't know whether I dare suggest it. Oh, well, go right ahead. I'm so tired of driving. I think it would be fun to ride in your car for a little way. To ride in my car? You, you mean you do that? That'd be great. That'd be wonderful. That'd be swell. shouldn't have taken off your coat. Oh, you've been worrying all day about my taking off that coat. I'm afraid you'll catch cold. Oh. You men are all alike. You're like children. <laughs> there you were wearing a coat, and I left you alone for just a moment to have my luggage examined. And the next thing I knew... The coat was in the suitcase. <laughs> Whatever. And uh, where is the suitcase? Oh, it's back in the luggage compartment. South of the border. You comfortable? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy? Uh-huh. You like me a little better now, don't you? I guess I sort of grow on people. I I remember a few years ago, I met a girl who didn't like me at first, but I grew on her. And what happened? She sued me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid you are Don Juan. Uh, You want to know something? I think so. You won't be angry now. It's kind of fresh. Go ahead. Well, I wish we could be stranded right here on the road for ten days without a soul around us. Why, Mr. Brad? No, I can't help it. That's what I wish. Are you sure you aren't taking cold? Does that really worry you? It does, really. Oh, boy. Why? Well, three reasons. First, I like you, and I shouldn't like to see you ill. Second, if you get a cold, I may catch it sitting so close to you. And third, my hands are getting cold, and it would be nice to have a pocket to put them into. Well, if you're cold, I guess I'll have to do something about it. What was that? Oh, I just pressed the button and put up the automatic top. Oh. Oh, but the coat. Oh, I won't need it now with the top. Oh. Uh, you comfortable now? Uh-huh. You happy? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. South of the border down Mexico. on what may very well be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. During the brief moment before the Gulf Curtain rises on Act Two, here's a handsome young fellow with a twinkle in his eye and a lot on his mind. Thanks, Roger. Well, folks, when Jack Frost gets busy all the way from Maine to Texas, you certainly need a quick-starting team to get your car going on cold mornings. Especially since every time your starter has to grind away turning over the motor, it runs down the battery that much more. And with the shorter distances and additional night driving of winter, your battery doesn't charge up nearly so fast either. So to save your battery and to save your own time and temper, better make sure not only that you have winter-grade Gulf Pride in your crankcase, but that you also have quick-starting Gulf No-Knox in your gas tank. Gulf Pride motor oil does its part of the job by letting your motor turn over freely and easily and by protecting it even after it's warmed up. Gulf No-Knox does its part of the job by firing quickly even inside a stone-cold cylinder, and by giving you plenty of smooth, quiet power. 
So this winter, be sure to keep those two quick-starting partners working for you. Keep your car starting easily and running well with Gulf Pride Motor Oil and Gulf No-Knox Gasoline. And now the curtain of the Gulf Theater rises on the second act of Desire, starring Marlena Dietrich as Madeline Beaupre and Fred McMurray as Tom Bradley. It's three days later. Madeline and her adopted aunt, Alga, have arrived in Mexico City, where they are to meet Carlos, head of a gang of international jewel thieves. But the reason for their meeting, the $200,000 pearl necklace stolen from the jeweler Henry Duval in New York, still reposes in the coat pocket of Tom Bradley just where it has been ever since Madeline put it there when they crossed the border. As our second act opens, Madeline is trying to explain the matter to Carlos. Carlos, I tell you, there was no other way. If I hadn't slipped the necklace into his pocket, Olga and I would have been caught at the border. I'm not complaining about that. What I want to know is this. Why haven't you recovered it? I haven't had a chance. Now listen to me, Madeline. I want those pearls, and I'm going to have them. You will invite Mr. Bradley to have dinner with us tonight. You'll wear this imitation string of pearls and introduce me as Uncle Carlos. Also, you will see Mr. Bradley is dressed in the right coat. You understand? Yes, Carlos. I understand. I hope you do. Because if anything goes wrong tonight, Mr. Bradley may have an accident. Do I make myself clear? Now go and find him. Another spot of brandy, Mr. Bradley. Yes, thanks. Uh, Madeleine tells me you are an automobile designer. That's right. Uh, what's your line? Oh, I've retired. I, I travel around and amuse myself with a hobby or two. Oh. What uh, kind of hobbies? Well, uh, magic for one. I, I know quite a few tricks, don't I, Madeleine? Yes, Uncle Carlos. Why don't you do one for Mr. Bradley? Yeah, go ahead. I like magic. All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Madeleine, uh, uh, may I have your pearls for a moment? Of course. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Now, Mr. Bradley, you see these pearls in my hand. Yeah. Now, watch closely. One, two, three, presto. You see, they're gone. Hey, that's pretty good. Now, where can the lost necklace be? Under the table? No. In my hand? No. Uh, Mr. Bradley, will you kindly look in the left pocket of your coat? Huh? Oh, sure. Well, I'll be darned. <laughs> How did they get in my pocket? Ah, that's the trick, Mr. Bradley. Uh, I'll take them, please. Thank you. Now, if you both excuse me, I'll do another trick and make myself disappear. Uh, adios. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Hey, he's a pretty clever guy, isn't he? Yes. But now I think you'd better say goodnight, too. Oh, not yet. It's early. Don't make me go yet. Look, uh, let's go out on the balcony for a minute and get some of that Mexican air, huh? But, well, all right. But just for a minute. Uh, swell night, isn't it? Look at the moon. It's wonderful. It's a beautiful night. Yeah. You seem nervous. Do I? I, I guess I am. Why should you be nervous? I, uh... I don't know. I, I didn't know I had a nerve in my body until tonight. Madeline, listen. This is the first vacation I've had in my life, and in a few days I'll have to be back in Detroit, and all the fun will be over. 
You know, Mr. Bradley, the moon is very becoming to you. Oh, you're not even listening. Oh, yes, I heard everything you said. I heard more than you said. Did you hear that I love you? Yes. I'm crazy about you, Madeline. It hit me all of a sudden I'm in love with you. For three days we've been together, and now I don't want to be away from you ever. Come here, Tom. No, no, you come here. If you come here, I'll know that. And to think that three days ago, I didn't know anything about you. You didn't even exist. It's crazy, isn't it? It's wonderful. You're going to marry me. Oh, Tom, darling. Let's run away from here. Yeah. Let's go far away. Chile, Africa, Australia. Detroit. We're going to Detroit. I, I have my work. Oh, of course you have, dear. And I have a headache. Olga. Oh, hello, Anne Olga. It's bad enough having to drive all that distance alone without having to listen to you two mooning on the balcony. Get out of here, young man. I have something to say to Madeline. Better go, Tom. All right. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, see you in the morning. Good night. Good night, dear. Good night, sweetheart. Well, I've talked to Carlos and he feels great. He has the pearls, so that's settled. Now, um, what about this business? You mean Tom? Uh Uh-huh. Serious, huh? Very serious. That's what I thought. He wants me to go away with him, marry him. Well? I'm going to do it, Olga. You and Carlos can sell the necklace. I don't want any part of it. Carlos won't let you run out on him. He needs you to finish this deal. If I want to go, how can he hold me? He has ways. Oh, look, Madeline. Get wise to yourself. It's no good. I was in love once with a doctor in Los Angeles. And we used to dream what you're dreaming now. And then right in the dream, I'd feel a hand on my shoulder. The hand of the police. You didn't ever tell him about yourself? No. Told him I had a husband in Chicago. That I had to go back to him. That way I didn't spoil it. I couldn't tell him the truth. I've got to tell Tom the truth. That's what you think now. But when the time comes, don't forget the story about a husband in Chicago. Good night, kid. Tom, please sit down. I have something I've got to tell you. I know. You love me and you lay awake all last night thinking about me, huh? Please don't joke. I'm serious. Very serious. Oh. Okay, let's hear it. I... I don't know just how to tell you. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, let me look at you. Have you been crying? No, no, of course not. It's just... uh, Tom. I'm... I'm married. Married? (laughs) You're kidding. No, it's true. I should have told you before, but I didn't want to hurt you. And I tried to tell myself it wasn't wrong to steal a few days of happiness. My aunt made me see differently. We must never see each other again. No. No, you don't mean that. Yes. Don't you see it's for the best? We must be grateful for the memory of a beautiful adventure. And now I suppose you're going back to your husband. I must. It's my duty. Where is he? In... In Chicago. Uh, And what about... uh... And Olga and Uncle Carlos, will they go too? I suppose so. And the uh, pearls? Yes, they are. 
The what? The pearl necklace that was stolen in New York and that you slipped into my pocket at the border. You... You mean you've known all about them? <laughs> sure I have. But... But why didn't you say something? Oh, and scare you away? Look, I only get four weeks vacation. I couldn't go chasing all over Mexico, you know. Besides, do you think I wanted the girl I love to travel with those two vultures? The girl you love? Well, don't make fun of me, Tom. You know what I am. You mean I know what you tried to be and couldn't. You're not a real thief. You're, you're a rank amateur. Those two crooks sold you a bill of goods, and I've just been sticking around here waiting for you to get wise to them. Say, uh, who, cooked about the, who cooked up that story about the husband in Chicago? Olga. Oh, that's what I thought. What about the necklace? Carlos. He has it, huh? Mm-hmm. Check. Now, let's go and pay him a little visit. Oh, no, Tom, we can't. Oh, come on. I want to show Uncle Carlos I'm somewhat of a magician myself. Get out of here, Bradley. What tried to be to break in my room this way? I came for that pearl necklace, Uncle Carlos. Please, Carlos, we've got to have it. Our whole lives depend on it. Don't make me laugh. Are you going to hand it over? You think I'm crazy? You're a fool, Bradley, if you're in love with this girl. And you're twice a fool if you think I'm going to give you the necklace. Now, look, Uncle Carlos, I don't want to argue. I'm not right with you. Get out, both of you. All right. All right, we'll go in a minute. Oh, but first I want to show you a little magic of my own. What do you mean? Well, look. Now, you see this hand? Now, watch closely. Now, it's a fist. Look out, the gun! Now, I draw the fist back and... Hand is quicker than the gun, see? <laughs> Quick, Madeline, get the pearls out of his pocket. Here they are. What about the gun? Oh, I'll leave it there. Maybe he'll wake up and shoot himself. Now, come on, lady. We aren't finished yet. We're heading back to New York. Yes, Pierre, what is it? A lady and gentleman. They have asked for your personal attention. Ah, they wish to purchase something very special and very expensive, no doubt. I will go to them, Pierre. Monsieur, madame, I already Duval about your... So! So, it's you again! How do you do, Mr. Duval? Allow me to introduce my fiancé, Tom Bradley. Hello. Hey, look, uh, what have you got in the way of wedding rings? Wedding rings? Mm. Wedding rings! What about my beautiful pearl necklace? Oh, we don't want to buy a pearl necklace. No, no, no. The pearl necklace you stole worth $200,000. Stole? Mr. Duval, you're either joking or crazy. Oh, you will find out I am not joking. Oh, then you admit you're crazy, huh? Yes. Uh, No! Who's crazy? When did you first dream about this necklace, Mr. Duval? Police! Police! Mr. Duval, you must answer Mr. Bradley's question. Which side do you sleep on? Your left? Do you wear pajamas or nightgowns? That is none of my business. You can talk till you are black in the eyes, but you can't put the wool over my face and make me believe I am not crazy. Poor man. Mr. Duval, what makes you think your pearls were stolen? What makes me think? Because they are gone. No, no, no. Look, I don't believe it. You know what I think? I think they're right in your coat pocket. In my coat pocket? <laughs> you are the one who was crazy. Look, in the right one, there is nothing but a checkbook. In the left one, there is nothing but... But, dear, the necklace. There, you see? You'd better do something about oh. this, huh, Mr. Duval. Yes, boy, Yes, sure. Well, now, how about the wedding ring? Oh, one moment. Pierre! Pierre! Yes, Monsieur Duval? You will take care of the customers. I must take Dr. Henderson immediately. Oh, it is unbelievable. The great Henri Duval has gone crazy as a March herring. Good day, madame. Monsieur. What is with him? Ah, with him, it's straitjackets. With us, it's wedding rings. Try tomorrow, will you? Oui, monsieur. Will madame try this one for size? Of course. There. Comfortable? Mm-hmm. Happy? Mm-hmm. Where are we going, honey? But of course, there's only one place we oh, could go. Oh, but of course. 
south of the border, down Mexico way. Thank you, Marlena Dietrich and Fred McMurray for a swell performance. And thank you, too, Helen Deutsch, for a grand radio script. And now, come in. Uh, Mr. Pryor? Yeah? I have a telegram here from Miss Dietrich. It's from thousands of men all over America. Oh, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time I ever heard a whistling telegram. I think it was awfully charming, don't you, bud? Uh Uh-huh. I sent it. (laughs) Thank you. Remind me to give you a kiss later. Oh, no, no. You kiss me now. All right. If you insist. (laughs) (laughs) But, Bud, why did you make me kiss you now? I would have kissed you later. (laughs) Don't you believe me? Oh, sure, Marlena. But, see, the trouble is with most people is they just keep putting things off and putting them off, and then they forget all about it. Not you particularly, but most people are procrastinators, including me. Why, take so many motorists, for instance. They just keep putting off getting their cars ready for winter till it's too late, and wango, they get wanged right square in the pocketbook with an expense that could have been avoided. So, look, play safe, hmm? Go to your good golf dealers tomorrow, first thing, and have him give your car that golf winter guard service. Your radiator will be filled with golf's permanent-type antifreeze that just can't boil away. Your transmission and differential will be specially lubricated so that your gears will shift smoothly and easily. Your car's chassis will be golf-flexed so that you'll get a gentle, quiet ride. And finally, you'll get Gulf's quick-starting twins, Gulf Pride motor oil in your crankcase, and Gulf No-Knox gasoline in your gas tank. And then you're really ready for old man winter. You get real protection against expensive repair bills, you get real quick-starting, and you have a better riding automobile. So stop at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc tomorrow for Gulf Winter Guard service. And now, folks, here's what the Gulf Bitter has in store for you next week. Four great stars. James Cagney, Joan Bennett, Brian Donlevy, and George Tobias in that sizzling scorcher of the tropics, Torrid Zone. So let's make it a date for next week. Remember, Torrid Zone with James Cagney, Joan Bennett, Brian Donlevy, George Tobias, and Frank Tours conducting Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying goodnight, everyone, for your neighborhood good Gulf Theater. Next week, listen to the Gulf Theater and hear James Cagney, Joan Bennett, Brian Donlevy, and George Tobias in Torrid Zone. Marlena Dietrich will soon be seen in Seven Sinners. Frederick Murray's latest for Paramount is Virginia, soon to be released. But he's been speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.